This is a Dubai Eye Special, celebrating the UAE's Golden Jubilee, live from Expo 2020 Dubai. You're listening to a Dubai Eye Special, celebrating the UAE's Golden Jubilee, with me, Poonam Verma. On the show, Wonder With Nada joins me in the studio from Expo and I find out what she's discovered this week at Expo 2020. I'm also joined by the Commissioner from the Austrian Pavilion and the Serbian Pavilion and we have live music from the Indonesian Pavilion. This is a Dubai Eye Special, celebrating the UAE's Golden Jubilee, live from Expo 2020 Dubai. Now joining me now is the wonderful Nada how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. I p- try to play that. Instead of wonder, nod, wondering with Nada, I put wonderful Nada. Ah, yes, yeah? exactly, with the A. <laughs> now, she's the lady who is literally probably the uh, expert when it comes to Expo because she comes to us every week, gives us the rundown of what she's seen, and then she'll call me or text me and say, you really need to go and check this out. And then after the show, I'm like, I want to, but it's just about a 20-minute walk, <laughs> and I'm so tired now. So what have you been up to this week? I know. Well, you're right. It feels like a marathon at times. Um, And I have today uh, finished up to 87 pavilions. I'm bowing down to you, girl. (laughs) So 87 as of today, as of coming into the the studio. Uh, And I have many that I want to share with you, but I will narrow it down to a few uh, that I think are really worthy of visiting, particularly given it is the national day weekend mm-hmm. and of course everyone's got a day or two off right so no no better me and melani don't i just thought i'd put that out there <laughs> you guys are working in studio yeah but we're having fun oh i'm glad well the uae pavilion so that is definitely a place that i would recommend people to visit um first of all it is absolutely stunning in design mm. so its architecture is actually meant to evoke the wings of a falcon in flight which is of course the national treasured bird of the uae So it's long been used by the Bedouin as a hunting aid. So the structure itself, they have about 28 movable wings on its roof with solar panels that Mm. have been fitted. So right at the entrance, when you walk in, they actually have something there called the Al-Falaj. Have you ever heard of it? No. So Al-Falaj is actually a water channel. That's what it means. Uh, It's an ancient irrigation system which uses an underground tunnel to channel water over long distances from an underground source to planted areas. Oh, wow. So this was actually an invention uh, many, many years ago, and it is still in use today. So the one that they have is, of course, a part of the pavilion's design, and it really is a beautiful tribute to uh, the nation's history. Yeah. Um, now, inside, you enter what they call the Desert of Dreams. You have sand dunes everywhere, and they have also projected videos on these dunes that tell the story of the history of the UAE. So you see a young Sheikh Zayed, for example, having his gahwa coffee in the desert. Uh, It tells the story of the Union. Then you enter a theater called The Pearl, and that shows a really nice um, short animated movie, uh, which is about the development from the nomadic Bedouin lifestyle Mm. into today's city's dwellers, right? And then finally, you get to see pictures and hear the stories of the dreamers who do. That's what it's called. Um, These are people who are living here in the UAE. So they're both Emiratis and also expats, and they, of course, make up about 200 nationalities. So they, they are people who have dared to dream and made extraordinary achievements that have contributed to the journey of the UAE. So basically carrying on the legacy of the country's founding father, the late Sheikh Zayed. 
That's great. I, I see it all the time. I've walked past it many times. I didn't know it was in the shape of the falcon. And um, I have a little fact about a falcon, and I don't remember what distance it is, but they can be so far away in the sky, and when they look at you, they can see every single hair follicle on your head. Oh, yes. That is scary. I know. So about eight times uh, the power of eyesight of humans. So it's you're right, crazy. they can zoom in, they can see you, and <laughs> it is it is incredibly amazing. And that's why they were definitely used as hunting, yeah. basically, birds. Yeah, yeah. Um, them in flight with the... So how long would you need in that pavilion? Because I know some you can walk through in 10 minutes, some take an hour. So I would say probably about 45 minutes okay. uh, to an hour. So there are also long waiting lines, so you have to brace yourself for that. Yeah. I would say arrive early so if you can. Pack a sandwich, pack some water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> pack some water, exactly. You know what you need, I've decided. You know those little foldable, foldable chairs that you can... <laughs> Yes. That's what you need in queues. Oh, I yeah. just can't be bothered to stand anymore. I just need one of those, like a little deck chair. Oh, yeah. At some point, by the way, I was thinking the other day, I just want to sit down, cross my legs, yeah. and like just, you know, that's the only way I'm <laughs> going to be comfortable. So, yeah, I get you completely. Um, so, yeah, so that is, of course, the UAE Pavilion. Okay, so what's next on your list? The next one on my list is actually Paraguay. Mm -hmm. And this was actually a really nice surprise because I didn't know much about the country, I'll be honest. And one of the things that piqued my interest is a drink there called Terere. Right. And that's Paraguay's answer to 37 degrees heat. So it's a kind of tea that is often consumed cold, but also hot. OK, so it's apparently very refreshing and it acts as a stimulant. So here's what's really incredible. How did they discover this drink? So when the Jesuit missionaries arrived from Spain in the early 1600s, they found the local Guarani people chewing the leaves of this plant, which is called the yerba mate. Okay. And after chewing these dark green leaves, the locals were apparently rejuvenated and definitely more eager to do their work, yeah. especially in the sugar, cane, co uh, cotton, and tobacco fields. So here's what's really amazing is that they, of course, saw this as an opportunity, made it into a business, and now today there are rituals of drinking the yerba mate, and they're very much a part of Paraguayan life, right? Mm -hmm. How do they do it? A single metal straw with a strainer on its bottom tip is placed in this cup, right? And the host passes it around to all people that are in attendance. So custom basically dictates that you have to accept this invitation and you have to share this drink without wiping the straw. Okay, hang on a minute, but we have COVID right now. Are we still doing that? <laughs> I know. So when I asked exactly the same question to the guys at the pavilion, they said, yes, we have stopped this tradition <laughs> over COVID. Uh, but really, in a sort of traditional sense, every person has to have it from the straw. Mm. But also, if someone is sick, they will decline to be a part of this merry-go-round. Okay. Right? So that's what's really cool. Each person drinks until the last drop of liquid has been sucked up the straw and then a loud slurping noise is custom okay. do you know i always find it funny you know when people first discover something who is the first guinea pig person <laughs> to say i'm going to chew that plant and see if i survive exactly you know? and see if you know this is going to become a thing <laughs> as well so really also uh, this is such a big tradition and people actually have this drink usually with cookies in the city or with empanadas yeah. so i thought that was also a really interesting <laughs> Different totally combination. Different. Yes, exactly. And here's another fun fact. Apparently, Lebanon and Syria are the largest importers 
of yerba mate from Paraguay. You know, I've seen some of my friends from Lebanon drinking something like that when you explained it with a straw, and I was wondering what it was. It's very likely that. So why do they drink it? How do they even know about it in the first place? Mm -hmm. So they apparently immigrated to South America just even, I would say, long before World War I, right? And when, when many of them returned later to their homelands, they brought back yerba mate with them. And that is how the drink has become so popular in those Middle Eastern countries. Maybe you go need, figure. need to go and try some berries in some random place <laughs> and then just make a business out of it. <laughs> I swear. And funny enough, that's also how coffee was discovered. So I, I swear. I'm just going to go around picking from trees. And it, just it's crazy. You just never know what you might discover. So what else? So that is Paraguay. So I then was later walking around and stumbled upon a park where I saw this giant inflated sculpture called man i've seen this where is it i want to go and take a picture <laughs> i know so i i saw him and i think it was uh near the jubilee park yes so it's over 12 meters tall yeah. and the man looks like he's in deep deep contemplation right yeah. absorbed in thought and although he's seated he's not exactly resting yeah so it is apparently based on an artist's work. His name was Auguste Rodin, um, and his original work was called The Thinker. And he wanted to show man's continuous pursuit of intellectual thought and philosophy. Is it inflatable, you said? So that's what it looks like. I swear, it looks like a giant balloon. But what if I got a pin? I know. You know, I, not that I would to the artist if you're listening, but uh -huh. it's the first thing that went through my head. Oh, yes. I'm quite mischievous like that. And you would probably need multiple pins, but <laughs> I promise security will be on to you very quickly. He, this man is heavily guarded. Well, I've just said it live on air, so everybody knows it's me, isn't it? This is a Dubai Eye special celebrating the UAE's Golden Jubilee live from Expo 2020 Dubai. Spoon and Verma with you till a 2pm special show today. Mark will be on as well later on from 6 to 9. Joining me still in the studio is Wonder with Nada. She's been wandering around Expo having a great chat. She, she discovers all the cool things that I have yet to see <laughs> and I only have a few months left to find. So what else is on your list? What are we going to find here at Expo? Well, first of all, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to start taking you with me. I would love that, <laughs> but can you carry me on your back yes. or get a shopping trolley? Uh, you know what I think we should do? We should ju just come in with rollerblades oh and just blade across the entire Expo site. That would be awesome. Right? Or Segway. Yeah, or That's segway. less work. Yeah, less <laughs> work, you're right. <laughs> well, actually, after I found the giant inflated sculpture, the, yeah, the man, the man, uh, I actually then ventured off to the Opportunity Pavilion uh, because I heard that there was a pianist, right? Okay. Uh, and I love music. So I was walking by and I heard the music being played on a piano from a distance, but it's actually no ordinary piano and no ordinary musician. It's a flying piano. Flying as in it's moving or it's high up? It's high up. So it's flying up in the air and there's a female pianist who was dressed in a white gown but that reached all the way down to the floor. How high are we talking? I swear, I think it had to have been about seven, six meters. I've seen pictures of it, and I don't know if the picture angle makes it look scarier <laughs> than what it is, but what is she sitting on? I, 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 so she's sitting on a chair, but that chair is obviously attached to something. And kind of like one of those, I, I don't know what they call them, but like it's basically one of those things that stretches up yeah. uh, and then gradually just has her just floating in the air. I just hope there's a trampoline at the bottom of that dress because I would be terrified. Oh my gosh. And that is why she definitely has a, a red sort of circle uh, around her <laughs> so that no one does that stepping and make that mistake. But when she's basically slowly lifted up in the air, she starts playing the music and I swear it's just mesmerizing. What kind of music? 
uh, everything. Like I heard just a lot of classics, mm. uh, but then also some of the more uh, modern songs. Mm. Uh, one which I actually I'm gonna I, I'll tell you the name of. I loved hearing it. Um, I wrote where, it down. And where can we find her again? Just right by the Opportunity Pavilion. Okay. So just right outside, uh, next to that, in the UN, because okay. the UN has also a pavilion of their own. So that was the Flying Pianist. Mm -hmm. Now other things that I've definitely seen um, in terms of pavilions, but also other than that, like you have the restaurants, you also have some really cool gift shops. Uh, one of the ones I walked into was Jordan. Yeah. Uh, and what I loved about Jordan is that they actually have had a really cool gift shop with things like um, holy oil and holy water and frankincense, which are all believed to have come from the Holy Land or the Jordan River. Right. Uh, so I thought that was actually really cool. And of course, Jordan does have the Dead Sea. Uh, so they also have Dead Sea bath salts, uh, Dead Sea mud. And that's actually, it's not easy to find. You find places obviously that sell it here, but you never know if it's really legit. Yeah. Um, so I found that given it's the actual pavilion, you're probably getting it straight from the source. Should we put their Dead Sea salt in the bath and see if we float? <laughs> so you imagine. <laughs> Just sit there. <laughs> have you actually ever been? No, I've <gasps> never been. But I've been to salt water here in the UAE. There's a, pool, a hotel with a pool, and it was really cool. It is. I've always seen pictures of people actually in the Dead Sea holding yeah. up a newspaper and just <laughs> floating, and I've always wanted to go back and take uh, that photo. Yeah, it looks so cool. I know. So that definitely was a nice thing to see at the Jordan Pavilion. But other than that, I mean, there are so many things to do here. I also had some great donuts this morning. You, I know which donuts you're talking about, and they're literally <laughs> two minutes away from this building where we are now, which is which is why I meant to see it. It wasn't far. Tell everybody about and it. And dangerous territory if it's dangerous. so close. Yes. So it's right around the corner here, uh, and they have not just donuts, but actually pizza as well. So pizza, I guess, would be the savory part, and then you've got the donuts, which are sweet. Yeah, so I had their pizza. It was dripping with oil, and it was incredible. <laughs> Delicious. And then after the after the pizza, I turned around, and then there's a whole row of donuts. Yep. So you know everything is there for you. Yes. And the calories. And the calories, <laughs> of course. So they have you're right, like a row of different flavored donuts. What's the donuts. name of the place? Uh, the place is called Bread Ahead. Yeah. Uh, and they do have classes or workshops as well. So people can actually go and learn how to make one of those incredibly delicious things. Mm. Uh, but I just went there to eat, <laughs> as, as, as I normally do. do. And it's in the mobility district right next to our studios. Exactly. And I picked up a sea salt caramel and honeycomb donut. That was my second choice. But I went for vanilla. Vanilla. Apparently, I, I, I actually asked. I went to the lady and I was like, tell me, what is your best stuff? Uh, and she said, everyone does opt for the vanilla custard. So good. So good. But I was like, let me ask, you know, what is her favorite? And then that's what she answered. Was so it I, tasty? It was. It was so they, good. They're all going to be tasty. It's donuts. What can you I say? They're, they're really, <laughs> and I like the fact, I like places that are really minimal with what they make, but they make it really, really good. Really well, exactly. Rather than something with 200 things on a menu. Yeah. So they don't have that big of a menu. You're right. It's just the pizza and then the donuts. And of course, you, they've got also coffee and things you can order to drink. But you're right. The menu is minimal. And that way you are just Focused. kind of narrowing it down to yeah. a few. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the donut was delicious. And so that's why my energy levels are very high this we morning. We could go and get one after the show. It's literally two minutes walk. So. I think we should. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a second, I yeah. will say. <laughs> so yeah, so that was that. But Given that it is, of course, National Day weekend, I do feel like there are things that people should know before coming if they mm -hmm. are choosing to come to Expo. So first of all, if you come tomorrow to Expo, there are free tickets. Wow. 
How? On December 2nd. How do we get these free tickets? So you basically just walk in. From what I understand, what? anyone can just get in, provided they, of course, have their PCR slash vaccination records. That's crazy. Yep. So that is amazing. Uh, they might require you maybe to register, but that you can easily do online. And anyway, I always think that you should download the app because it really makes navigating the whole site easier. Yeah. But yes, free tickets tomorrow to whoever wants to come. Free tickets tomorrow to Expo. You heard it right here, an exclusive from Wonder with Nadia. <laughs> yes. And of course, you have many things happening all weekend. So December 3rd, 4th, we'll also have a lot of activities. Are you going to be here over the weekend? I will not. Okay. I will tell you. So I decided to come in today because I figured today would be a little calmer. It is also a public holiday, so it probably is going to get really busy in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to kind of go somewhere else for tomorrow. Uh, I'm actually going to be going to the El Shindara Museum. Oh. You know where that is? Over by the El Shindara site yes. in Old Dubai, right by the creek. Yes. Uh, and they have an incredible setup for National Day as well. Wow. So they're having celebrations on the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th of December. Okay. So that's definitely in store. So I would definitely suggest if you guys are, you know, thinking of coming to, to do anything, either in the expo or Shindara, do, do, uh, explore, do wander around. It's so worthwhile. And we're, of course, celebrating the Golden Jubilee. The final thing I would like to say is there is an offer for expo employees uh, at Tips and Toes where you can actually get fabulous discounts for the price of 2000 and 20 Durham, so 2020, and that is a three-month membership. I would definitely suggest looking it up because it is worthwhile. I'll give that one to Mark. He needs to beautify himself every time he comes to the Expo Studio. Oh. Thank you so much, Nada. <laughs> Have a lovely National Day, and we will see you next week. Fantastic. This is a Dubai Eye Special, celebrating the UAE's Golden Jubilee, live from Expo 2020 Dubai. Poon and Verma with you till 2pm. We've been having a lot of fun just off air. Now, I was uh, also presenting a few minutes ago before the uh, adverts and someone was waving through the producer booth at me and I couldn't look because I was focusing on the screens and everything. And as I looked up, there's somebody waving a banner which says Expo Austria and it was the Austrian Deputy Commissioner General, Mr. Helmut Dollar, who is with me now and his banner having some fun. How are you this morning? Servus and welcome, Punam. Thank you. I'm very fine, and it's quite an honor to be here today. Thank we, you. We've been, I love the banner that you have. I think every deputy general should be carrying one of those with them. It's a great advert. So let's talk about Austria. Now, when Expo was being built, I was fortunate to come and have a look at the grounds, and the one that I saw being built was um, Austria, but when I saw it, no one told me what it was, and the way the cones are, I thought, oh, this must be Morocco. It is so unusual that I would not associate with Austria. Why has it been designed like that? Uh, good questions. I've heard it quite often. The theme of our participation is Austria makes sense. And for us, it's a double meaning in the ways uh, of making sense. And this starts by the architecture, but also by sense to experience with all your senses. And uh, the architecture is inspired by Arabic wing towers. And this is uh, not just a, a gesture to the organizer's country, but also our contribution to climate care. You know, cli the, climate the climate change concerns every one of us. Mm. But uh, a global problem needs a local solution. And our pavilion can be a participation for this contribution. The, Arab the Arabic windows used uh, to build here for centuries, but yeah. now they are not built anymore. Our, 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 our architects... Uh, took this idea, but what they did, they just didn't take the architecture, but also uh, combined with modern climate uh, engineering, 
and we are able to save up to 70% of energy compared compared to a, a, a conventional building. A normal building here. And you know, it's a quite a big contribution. Yeah. And also local people, uh, they appreciate this gesture as well. Yeah, no, it looks stunning inside actually. And um, I do really badly want to visit this. So what will we find inside when we're walking around? What will we experience? Mm -hmm. And also what will we learn about Austria? You know, uh, the pavilion is not a pavilion where you struggle through. Uh, our pavilion, you really have to take time. And I think in our pavilion, the, the people are really in the focus. Look, well, we have technology everywhere, but the technology is, in kind, of, is kind of hidden. So as our title is Austria Makes Sense, you can experience Austria with all your senses. Hear, smell, see. But what we have is the technology and the technology supports and as assists the experience. But it's uh, the human being who is on the focus and that's also quite in, uh, important, you know. We all use technology, but sometimes, you know, the, the technology just uh, pushes us and it's not that good, you know. Yeah. We, they shall assist us and if you take your time and uh, to, 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 to get it, then you learn about music of Austria, about wood you can smell it we have this relax uh, relaxation uh pan woods uh installation where you just lie down and people like like it and to take to have a rest expo is great i love it i love to be here it's not my first one and every expo is special but uh sometimes it's quite hectic and it's a it's a decision uh of us that our pavilion shall be different so to calm down a little bit and people appreciate this now, UNESCO recently named the traditional Vienna coffee house on the mm. list of the National Agency for the Intangible Cultural Heritage. Now, I have heard about these Viennese coffee shops, and when I went to Vienna, I made sure I visited them all and just immersed myself in that whole experience of the history and the culture of it. I hear we will have a taste of it in the pavilion. Yes, uh, as the title is Austrian makes sense, you also have to taste it we have a uh, an austrian coffee house here we get really like great chocolate cake and get, hang on do they get the classic sakutor and uh, the no. kind of the kind of but it's as good as the original one but you also like this was one of my favorite there was do you know max of arabia he is um an kind of influencer but he was at our pavilion and uh, he also said okay let's do some tasting mm. and it was at quite at the very beginning and he asked me okay what are your favorites and i said this and this and this and then he said okay taste it and it was a so-called linzer daughter it's from upper austria and it was just a strong experience also for myself because it tasted as back in austria as from my mom because it was oh. really so delicious oh. so come to our pavilion uh, would be a pleasure to have you there as a guest What's happening? I'm going to be there, but I'm going to call you so I can avoid yeah, the yeah. cues. <laughs> <laughs> I know people now. Okay, so uh, what about National Day celebrations? Anything we can look forward to over there? Oh, le uh, sorry to say, but it was already two weeks ago, and it was amazing. We bought a marching band, a traditional marching band yeah. from, from Austria with 60 people. So there was this ceremony, and I think this was also quite stunning because culture is quite important for us. Yeah. And diversity is also quite uh, important for us. And uh, there the, are the, so many disciplines. So we had this cultural experience, or the cultural show was like uh, a musician with a Stradivari. You know, it's a very rare violin, very expensive. And he brought like a, a dancer with him, a prima ballerina from the Vienna Opera. He brought a... a a painter, a modern art painter, and he was he could he paints with both hands at the same time, 
and he started like with traditional classical music but went on to modern music he also wrote a, a piece just for the expo so it was very multidisciplinary from dancing uh, painting classical music it was great and then the marching band and uh, it was a great honor you know um i purposely love christmas markets and i went to vienna and salzburg a few years ago for the christmas markets you are here in the sunshine are you missing that ambience in a way, a little bit, but if you're coming to, uh, pavilion. to a pavilion, you will also see, uh, we, we won't have uh, hot wine in our pavilion, but uh, everything else, we will decorate, we'll get a Christmas tree, and nearly as... Will we get a schnitzel? Yes, and oh. it's delicious, really. I know, I want to, because I, I want to taste the traditional foods wherever I go in the pavilions, because that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. It's really bad, I'm really into the foods more than anything else at this pavilion, but where else will you get to taste a lot of these traditional foods? That's what I think. But it's also the same for me. Uh, that's also one of the reasons why I love Expos. So after work, when I have, I can er, uh, finish earlier, you know, I go to Belgium, Korea, all the, and yeah. I, it's also one of my goals to try at least nearly all pavilions and the restaurants yeah no I, i'm down with you on that just call me and i will be your partner okay in <laughs> it was an absolute pleasure to have you on and thank you so much and i will see you at the austrian pavilion thank soon. you it was such a great honor thank you this is a dubai eye special celebrating the uae's golden jubilee live from expo 2020 dubai Poonamvama with you till 2pm. We've got a special show today and we are at Expo Live having some fun today. And now I want to ask you a question. Who knows anything about Serbia? Because I know I don't. Do, do any of you actually know where Serbia is on the map? Because it's one of those places that I don't hear a lot of people going to. And uh, we have a pavilion, the Serbian pavilion here. And I've invited the director, and I'm going to say his name right, Igor Kovacevic. Did I just say that right? Oh, perfect. Yay. Thank you. No, but Igor, Igor is fine. <laughs> Igor. <laughs> Igor. Um, so it's about, welcome to the show, Igor. Thank now it's you. about six degrees in Serbia right now. So are you happy to be here or not? Well, uh, I miss a fresh call there, I have to admit. But it's good to be here and to share the expo experience with all the people coming and with colleagues from around the globe as well. So I have never been to Serbia and it's bizarre because it's never really been massively promoted in my head growing up in England. So what will we find and learn about Serbia if we go and visit the pavilion? Because I hear it's um, a lot of virtual reality going on in there. Well, correct. But virtual reality is just one of the, of the topics. Because actually we try to uh, drive people to the TAM capsule in various uh, dimensions. One of them is virtual dimension, but also throughout the time uh, and the places. And we actually showcase over 7,000 year old uh, story about the Serbia and how various people and inventions happened in Serbia actually changed the global uh, society. Yeah, because I was reading up about it and there was, I heard that Serbia is leading the world in areas such as tech, startups, and innovation. I had no idea. Tell me more about that. Exactly. So we're actually trying to showcase on the expo, but also globally, that we are one of the leaders, especially in our region, but probably in Europe, in the world, in specific uh, creative industry sectors, uh, such as gaming development and other sorts of the startup uh, genome. Mm. And the idea is to showcase uh, to the young and educated people of Serbia, who are majority of the people working in the creative industries, and also majority of them are women. Actually, oh, can we say that again? Why are the majority of them women, though? It's very important because we want to support the women entrepreneurship in Serbia. That's great. Yeah, and uh, approximately 49% of people working in the entire creative industry 
are females, which is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, uh, all the startups in various sectors uh, are actually globally competitive. And this is what we also try to showcase here in Dubai. So what else is it famous for? So are there <laughs> any famous foods you might know about, the music, uh, other industries? Any bands, you know? Any band? Yeah, actually, we tried to, actually, in the first uh, two months and now in December also, we tried to feature some of the uh, greatest examples of uh, Serbian uh, performers. Yeah. Of course, more of them will come in the, in the next year with a great uh, p- uh, performance for the Serbian New Year, which is on 13th of January, followed by the spectacular performance on our national day as well. Mm-hmm. But this uh, December is actually going to be characterized by the free bands, uh, the first of them coming uh, here this uh, weekend. So I invite everyone to go on our uh, Instagram page or uh, Facebook page to get more in- uh, information about it. It's a world-famous accordion player. Yeah. So he will play uh, various uh, Serbian songs, but in different arrangements. And this is followed uh, by the performance of the famous uh, jazz band. And then on the in the middle of the month, on the 15th and 16th, we have a great Balkanopolis band with a great musician, uh, Slobodan Terkulja. He plays like 20 uh, uh, instruments or something. And he's going to have a great performance on the Jubilee stage. But this is just one way to showcase uh, how our tradition can be communicated in a traditional way, mm. but also in a modern way, like in a fusion. And this is where we actually have a great feedback from the visitors coming to our pavilion. So you're originally from Belgrade, and Correct. it's been voted as one of the top five creative cities in the world. I had no idea. Exactly. It is actually because, uh, of course, the government supports the creative startup scene. Mm. And over the years, you can see a, a significant amount of the new scientific and technological parks. Only a few years ago, we didn't have none. Now we have five of them. And around the cities, you can see these creative hubs and the co-working spaces that actually joined uh, Serbian population to work on various uh, products. And not just that, we also became a hub for various digital nomads coming to live and work in Serbia. And for us, this is important because we have an opportunity to create know-how and expertise and then sell it from the world, from the Serbia uh, to the world. And of course, on our pavilion, we have some of the great startups actually showcasing their products uh, and how actually it can be developed in a small country such as Serbia is. Where will we find the Serbian pavilion here at Expo? It's right here in the mobility district. Oh, uh, so it's in walking distance. It's like one me. minute from here. Oh here. my yeah. goodness, where is it? Where do it's I like go? five minutes from the mobility gate. Yeah. Just go straight down the Alvasla Plaza. So I've obviously walked past, straight past it and not even exactly. walked in. In a, in, in, a, in a forest of all the pavilions being uh, round or squared, yeah. our, uh, our is like in the shape of a triangle, let's say, like, or the, oh. the reverse pyramid, and you will see it and it glows magnificent. I'll, I'm I sure say, I've yeah. seen it. I've walked past it because I've probably seen a restaurant thinking, I'll go and eat first. Yeah, of course, of course. No worries. <laughs> so tell me... Um, I mean, I know right now it's freezing cold, but what was it like growing up there? Did you have, like, nice summers? I, mm-hmm. You know, just tell me what it's like growing up in Serbia uh, and I the mean, lifestyle. I mean, I, I might be a little bit subjective, but I just love Serbia. I love Belgrade. I was born there, and yeah. for me, it is, that is the best place in the world. And we have our very famous uh, uh, Nobel writer. Uh, his name is Momo Kapor, and he says that the Belgrade is not maybe the most beautiful city in the world, but it is a city that you will actually fall in love with first. Mm. And that it's not just a city, it's a metaphor of living and the perspective of things. And all of these urban developments are happening, uh, including large investment from the Emma Group, from yeah. UAE, uh, still better kept the old, old uh, charm. And I love it, you know, especially being there in the house tribe developed over the time. So you've actually been able to witness the development. I'm glad. And I'm also glad here I can show it to the world. And what's been your favorite bit about Expo so far? What have you seen or enjoyed so much? 
Uh, as Expo, I mean, for me, it's actually first uh, cooperation among 190 countries and participants. I mean, we share all the uh, bad things or the negative things, but also try to find uh, the solutions. Of course, the positives, which are much, much important. And then the, we have so many visitors from around the globe, you know, because of the COVID the regimes and stuff, we were actually a little bit doubting if this is going to be a good magnet for the entire world, but people are coming. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is good. Also, we have repeated uh, people, repeated visitors in our pavilion, which actually showcase that That's what good. we're doing are doing on a very good thing. And very interesting fact is that, for example, we have a great souvenir shop and a great retail shop featuring over 250 products. When people come and buy something, they will come back probably the next, the same day, but also coming the next days to buy some other things, saying that the food has great taste. Are you selling any Serbian snow? Uh, <laughs> everything is Serbian. Everything is typical Serbian. So. You know, you will see it. Is this the first time you've come to Dubai? Have you been here before? I've been here before on the business trip. Mm. But now, since I'm here since June, uh, I feel a little bit like a, a local, local. Because for me, although uh, it's cold in Serbia, but now for me, it's cold here as well <laughs> during the night. I know, it's true. And, it? and they told me, Igor, you became a local. But, uh, it's so it, true. Your body climatizes. Wait till you go back to Serbia. You won't handle it. Trust me. That's why I will not go back until <laughs> the next, uh, June next year. So yeah. apart from Expo, have you seen anything else around Dubai? Or is it, have you been based here mainly? Uh, I mean, I did see some of the things and I joined the uh, entire United Arab Emirates. Yeah. So also been with the colleagues to Fujira. And also we did some of, uh, when we had the meetings in Abu Dhabi, we make sure to visit yeah. some of the great uh, highlights over there, like uh, Great Mosque, uh, also Louvre. Uh, and Abu Dhabi is great. It's very and Dubai is also, of course, great. It's very dynamic. Uh, so many places uh, to visit, so many places to be seen and to see other people over yeah. there. But uh, there's a lot of uh, period in front of us. So well, I have sure. to say this is a first because, Ugo, you're the first Serbian I have ever met and interviewed. All right. So there you go. It has been an absolute pleasure. No, pleasure was mine. Thank you so much. This is a Dubai Eye special celebrating the UAE's Golden Jubilee live from Expo 2020 Dubai. Poonam Verma with you till 2 p.m. Now, we have something very special in the studio. We're all out of breath because we have just uh, have two musicians. We have a musician by the name of Yusuf Oblet and Baby Arawati. Okay, you two need to tell me how to actually announce this. Baby first. How would you announce your name? Hello. Uh, you can pronounce uh, Baby. Just Baby. Just Baby. Yeah. Hi, Baby. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Yusuf. Yusuf Oblet. Yusuf, come a little Yusuf bit closer. Yusuf, yeah. okay, great. Yeah. Now, where are you both from? You're from the Indonesian pavilion, but where are you both originally from in Indonesia? West Java. In West Java. In West and Java. baby? I've come from West Sumatra. Okay, amazing. So you're all beautifully dressed. You are here to play us some traditional music from Indonesia. You have brought an instrument which has been is so heavy. They've put it on the desk. Tell us what the instrument is called. It's called Saron. Sauron is part of assemble in gamelan. Many gamelan, many kind gamelan in Indonesia. Gamelan from West Java, from Central Java, from Bali. I've been yeah. to Bali. Like, oh, really? <laughs> so when you walked in all dressed up, I did recognize that whole Bali. And I was like, oh, this is lovely because it's so colorful. So the music that you play, can you tell me a little bit about it? Because is it like traditional? Is it folklore? What kind of music is it? Traditional music. Traditional, Traditional music. music yeah. Now, I know you've traveled around the world, Yusuf, and you like to combine your music with education. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, uh, I have a mission 
to educate my music, my instrument music for uh, many islands in Indonesia mm. because uh, we should do uh, education new generation so you're educating them with all the traditional music. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Do you, th do you feel like a lot of the traditional music is being lost in Indonesia now and it's going more to the modern Western side? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Babies like, like yeah. yeah. You're trying to bring them back. Because when I went as a tourist, I saw, I saw a lot of traditional dances, but I don't know if that's for the tourists specifically. The younger generation, I, I, I didn't know what they're actually listening to. What, mm. is the, what is the music scene like there, baby? Nowadays, uh, uh, the young the young people more like to go to like Korean music, K-pop. Oh, yeah, that's like, so big, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's almost around the world like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, and um, of course, Western. Of course, Western music is very influenced in Indonesia. Mm. You know, in our, in, I'm Indian, and a lot of our folklore um, traditional songs, they have very deep meanings. Some of them are very funny, like we'll have wedding songs that are teasing the mother-in-law, the son-in-law. Mm. So what kind of, uh, you know, your, your songs, are they telling stories? Do they have deep meanings in them? Yeah, some, uh, some uh, of our song is uh, quite humorous. Yeah? Yeah, they're they not just uh, singing the song, but... Uh, sometimes we tell the stories or teasing people or just uh, play around with the lyrics yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, and also you have very traditional dances I've seen as well. Yeah. Do you have this at the pavilion as well, the dances and obviously? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. In Indonesia pavilion, we provide uh, many dance from uh, many regions yeah. in Indonesia. And... Visitors can come every day uh, at 5 uh, and 7 p.m. We have performance every day. Amazing. There. And where yeah. is the Indonesian pavilion exactly? Which area? Um, Close with German pavilion. Yeah. Close Between German, German and Lebanon. And Lebanon. Between German and Lebanon. Yeah. Okay, that's great. You should maybe. come to Indonesian pavilion. Yeah, no, I, I, there's so <laughs> many pavilions I need to come to. Yeah. So you're on every day at 5 and 7 p.m. So... We're going to get a bit of a live session from you right now, so I'm yeah. excited. So Baby's going to sing, yeah. and uh, Yusuf, you're going to play the instrument. So I'm going to let you guys start whenever you're ready. Okay. okay. First, I want to play Suling, uh, and Baby will become a uh, And can I ask you, the song that you're going to sing, what is the meaning of it so we know? It's, uh, it's called Bubui Bulan, Bubui which means in Sunda. Yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, about the the person who adores someone, oh. falling in love. It's about love. Yeah, <laughs> and described with the moon. Bulan is the moon. Oh, you know my name means the full moon. Oh yeah. Huh? So you're singing the song for me today. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what coincidence? Bubui bulan. Bubui bulan. In English, barbecue. Moon barbecue. Moonlight is something like that. Yeah. I'll take this song dedicated to you. Why? Thank you. That's such a coincidence. Okay then. I will let you begin. Okay. First of all, this song is from West Java, and it's. A very typical Sunda uh, Sunda song called Sinden. It's very traditional yeah. mm, traditional music from West Jaffa. Okay, amazing. So Go ahead. Okay.
Thank you for dedicating that song to me. <laughs> I wish I could understand the words. I only understood the word "the moon." So, so what about this? Uh, I want to yeah. hear a little bit okay. of this now. Yeah. This is Sharon now. Sharon, okay. Sharon from West, uh, Central Java.
If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Sound Meditation with Poonam Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's how it Very feels. soothing, right? Very, very soothing. Yeah. It's very relaxing. I was actually in a, a very calm place. Yeah. And it does feel like sound meditation because you can feel it around the room, yeah. the energy. Yeah, right. um, so tell me, how has Expo been for you, the experience of being here? I mean, is it the first time you've come to Dubai? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so what do you think of it? What's, yeah. your, what's your thoughts? Dubai Expo 2020 is it's quite amazing here because when uh, we got offered to come here mm. to present Indonesian uh, culture, art, music, dance, costume, yeah. uh, culinary, and I have uh, many performs yeah. every day. Yeah. to present many songs yeah I think it's a great music, yeah. I think it's a great way for everyone just to learn about everybody's different culture in so many ways and from the people themselves who have actually come from the country yeah I've never heard that kind of music before when you were singing oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah yeah of course it's very unusual mm. yeah because this uh, this is uh, this is very very traditional mm. uh, kind of music yeah. because its region has their own uh, spatial yeah. Um, character of uh, sounds, music, and voice. Yeah. So that one called Sinden. Sinden is quite, um, how you say that, very traditional, very soft and, uh, and very uh, um, soothing. There yeah, is yeah. specific technique to sing. I just want to say thank you so much for yeah, coming. Yeah. And I can honestly say, I am still feeling the vibes of that instrument. I am still feeling extremely relaxed. So thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you can you. catch them at the Indonesian Pavilion every day from 5 and 7 p.m. <laughs>